Hi, it's Jenna and Max, and welcome to Take the Cake. Uh, today, we're going to be discussing everything that's happened in the last week of pop culture, and we 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 thought it's been a bit of a slow week, other than the Emmys being the main headliner of this week, yes. and everybody kind of being excited about the winners lots of um lots of great speeches lots of representation of people of color and of women which is was really nice i feel like people were really pleased with the results because otherwise it's always an outcry about uh, award ceremonies but this time people were really oh unexpected but pleasantly surprised yeah i think the real kind of um when did the momentum start around the kind of underlying racism of award ceremonies i think it was maybe this oscar so white thing yeah, like Oscar's a couple so of years white ago was yeah the hashtag um and we had the the controversy with la la land and moonlight Oof. which was just you know just a mess what a mess well speaking of moonlight one of the um one of the outbreak characters in moonlight was joel jerome getting his name correct who was in now they see us oh yes which was yes. about the central park five or the exonerated five and they were in the audience at the end and they were in the audience so he he won um and he yeah made a really emotional speech and then the exonerated five who uh were the kind of central focus of the show um, we're in the audience and clapping him and that was, was beautiful. Yeah, it was yeah. a really, really emotional moment. It was really nice. And he seemed very shocked and appreciative yeah. to be there in general. It's good because it's such an important story to be told because yeah. it is like, it is a real story. And that's like when the shift from entertainment to political happens and it's like, oh, it's not just what yes. like a trivial show, but it's actually something that really impacts people and making people learn about this history. Yeah, absolutely. And I know, like, true crime is having such a, a moment right mm-hmm. now and people are really into... Well, people have always been into kind of following dramatic cases, but Ryan Murphy does a really good job of... Um, American you know, Crime Story. American he Crime did, yeah. Stories, the, the uh, assassination of Gianni Versace and the O.J. Simpson one. Oh, those were the two, yeah. Is there a third season? I haven't heard of... I haven't heard... Of it, there are so many that I would like to be seen done. Yeah. I was thinking, that, yeah, definitely the the murder of um, Sharon Tate and stuff, which is obviously the theme of Tarantino's new movie. That would be a really interesting look because, in terms of big murders and cultural impacts and like shifts of generations, that was massive. I'm actually just now getting intel on what the third season of American oh, Crime Story is gonna wire. be themed. Surprising me, it's about the Bill Clinton impeachment, Monica Lewinsky affair. Oh, okay. Interesting. This is, this will be, yeah, this will be interesting. Because it I, goes from murder, murder. Yes. Oral sex. Yes. <laughs> the I unholy got, trinity. Right, right. It's got the, I think it's got everything that Ryan Murphy would need to be able to make a nice dramatic spin. I'm excited to see who's going to portray Bill oh, and Hillary. The casting. Because he's been so on point with the casting, he's like been visually. incredible with the casting. Yeah. Yeah. He Penelope really has. Cruz as Donatella was. Oh, what? Like, honestly. And then David Schwimmer as Kardashian. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think he, um, he does a really. He has previously done such a good job. So I'm excited about this. Yes. Scandal is his uh, main. 
Oh, I thought the show, like the Shonda Rhimes show. Also, shout out to Scandal. (laughs) Which has ended, but already a bit ago, no? Yeah. Because now How How to Get Away with Murder is also coming to a close. Yes, it's going to be the fifth season. Sixth, I want to say. Maybe. Time flies. Honestly. And these series are like massive, 15 episode series. Yeah. But they do such a great job. It's, it's, uh, It's exemplary of just drama. It is. And storytelling and like, you know, complicated characters. But also um, diversity in casting. Because on the new American Horror Story, there's Angelica Ross will be playing a main character. Yeah. yeah. Which is the first um, trans main cast member on a uh, horror show or like fantasy show, I think. Well, that's really important because, I mean, if you think about the representation of, like, uh, gender and, you know, transgender people and men dressing up in women's clothing, it's such a trope in horror and it's completely discriminatory and... Silence of the Lambs, Buffalo Bill. Yeah, yeah, and, like, the whole Norman Bates Mm. and it's just... It's just being portrayed as mentally deranged and villainous. Yeah, Yeah, as villainous, exactly. So now to, to work it in, in, like, a almost like a pastiche post modern way that that yeah. he that he uh Ryan Murphy usually bites is um super interesting I'm excited to see it and well this also brings us to Pose of course which yep. um has won several Emmy awards including Billy Porter as best uh, leading actor first time a gay man has won the award and yeah, first time openly, a gay black man yeah. has uh won an Emmy award at all which is I mean it's it it's kind of astounding yeah. when you when you think about it. However, I guess at this point we all know about, you know, the discrimination and the, mm-hmm. the kind of white privilege that goes hand in hand with these awards and just television writing in general. So now that we've got these shows and it's got the people's support completely, they're now being recognised and getting the credit that they deserve, which is amazing. And he was so sweet. He just went up and said, you know, the category is love. So sweet. Quote James Baldwin is like, yes, you have to vomit up everything that they teach you before you can walk the earth being who you truly are. Wow. What a statement. A lot of powerful statements in the speech. It was him, then Patricia Arquette. um, Yes. About her deceased sister, Uh Alexis, Uh um, advocating for trans rights and being like, the fight is not over. She's going to continue fighting for her. I mean, the whole uh, Arquette um, acting dynasty, like, really. Right. What an incredible family. Right. I remember when, when uh, David married Courtney Cox. Yeah. And then in the opening credits for Friends, they put an Arquette at the end of each name, like all six of them. So like it was Jennifer Aniston Arquette, Courtney Cox Arquette. Oh my he God. He said Kudra Arquette, just like the, the whole. They are so. Because that was the only time that the names changed. Because, yeah, she yes. had a married name for like the two years they were married. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Mm. What else is happening? Oh, and um, Michelle Williams, yes, who went up and talked about the pay gap, which was really, I think she did it in a really um, kind of informative and I want to say persuasive, but I think it was, it was very affecting what she said. She just, she basically just demanded that women be listened to and their their needs be met, and I think just not undervalued, which is what's going on when when men are being paid more than women. I just think it's it was it was a nice statement to make, especially because I mean, there's always talks of the pay gap being like, like of of a couple like twenty percent or something. But what really shocked me relating to Michelle Williams was the 
uh, pay gap between her and Mark Wahlberg in the right. movie that's ironically titled All the Money in the World. Yes. Less than one percent of his um, of what he would have gotten, she was supposed to get. Yeah. And they were like male and female lead. Less than one percent. Yes. It's insane. It's completely crazy. Yeah. So and and I think it's um. I think people are quick to criticize people who win awards and then they jump on the bandwagon because they're like, oh, I need to, you know, be relevant, make a statement. Everybody loves a political person mm -hmm. these days. Um, and people can be very suspicious in the angry internet climate. Yeah. But I think, you know, it was received well and I think it made it the statement that she wanted it to make. I remember it at yeah. least. And I think that's that's kind of what they aim to do when, when making statements like this. Interestingly enough, uh, just like the last Oscars after the whole Kevin Hart controversy, there wasn't a sure. host for the Emmys. Yeah, yeah. How did you feel it went with without a host? I mean, there were still the, the couples presenting and people yeah. especially loved Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Bill Hader. Yes. And were like nudging people yeah. to be like, oh, let's have them as next year's hosts. Sure. Which I would love. I, I would be, yeah, I would be happy with it. I don't know, because uh, I mean, it does st stand and fall with like uh, a host, a good or bad host. But I feel like the lack of the a host is less noticeable than a bad host. Like it really... Yes. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, because I mean, with award shows, I think hosts are... It, there's always a certain like clunkiness to it. And there's like a, a, yeah. a forced repertoire between the two people. Which is why I think that the Tina Fey and Amy Poehler... Oh, that worked so well. Worked so well because you just... A, they are the queens of improv. Yeah. So they're, the the clunkiness that you would expect to happen from being put on the spot, they that's their game. That's what they do. Um, and also you can just tell when people have a good relationship off camera. It shows, yeah. Yeah, so, um, but like you say, when it's bad, it's, it's bad. <laughs> it's terrible. For example, just like, because obviously very talented comedian, but Ricky Gervais... Who's not made for American audiences he, as broadly? He's yeah, he's not, and he also is del deliberately not so. He yeah. brands himself as a controversial person who doesn't mind being disliked, even though he has the biggest ego in the world. Sorry, Ricky, not a fan of you. No, <laughs> but yeah. I am a fan of your work. If you're listening, which he probably is. Um, why wouldn't he be? Yeah, yeah, why wouldn't he be? Everyone else is. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, so, but American audiences, the, the the British people that they have been very receptive to, um, James Corden, James Corden stuff. It's the American <laughs> people want to want to get the impression that you want to be liked. They they don't yeah. like people who are like, oh, I don't care. I'm you know, I'm me. American people, like on the whole, I don't think that's a uh... yeah. And James Corden is very much trying to be as American as he can. Sure, exactly. Very palatable. Very like you know, I'm everyone's friend, and I'm from England. Let me drive you around in my car, right? You and know. have you sing for me? Yes, <laughs> and also like low key, I really, uh, really like my singing voice. So here's an opportunity. For so me. I'm gonna chime in with Adele, <laughs> <laughs> even oh. though I really shouldn't. <laughs> That was so funny. Carpool karaoke was such a nice Is that still a thing? I, it kept being on my YouTube feed every week yeah, and I haven't seen it in a while. I haven't either. I don't know if it's carrying on. I know there was like a thing that there was um, Apple Music did a kind of strain of a carpool thing that was... Uh, Didn't they buy the rights to yeah, it? Yeah. I, yes. Yeah, they did. I remember a particular episode which I watched that had 
Sophie Turner and Maisie Williams, who are Sansa Stark and Arya Stark, who are like best friends from Game of Thrones. But are they singers? They're not singing. They're just doing impressions of Sean Bean as Ned Stark and just generally chatting. It's really funny. Oh, because it sounds like hit or miss. You, but yeah, it was. It, yeah, it was like just watching like you and your friends in a car just com- oh, being fun. completely yeah. idiotic. But it was good. I mean, it's better than some of the really awkward couple karaoke's. Like I think Britney was particularly sure. Yeah, because some people you're like, what a hoot. <laughs> like Mich- like Michelle Obama, what? A hoot. Oh, that was fun, yeah. Because, I mean, legend, really. And did Missy Elliott join her? Was that right? She yes, popped she the dropped back it. Of the car? <laughs> I mean, twenty nineteen. What what hasn't happened? What yeah. hasn't happened? We've had a couple karaoke with James Corden, Michelle Obama, and Missy Elliott. So. Imagine telling people like back in the Reagan area, like uh, sure. around that area, that um, first lady will be driven around by a comedian, and suddenly. <laughs> A uh, black R&B artist will jump on the back seat and start, like, spitting rhymes. Honestly, you can't really make it up, can you? No. It, it writes itself. It, it does, yeah. That's why, why parody is so difficult nowadays, because literally life has become this crazy. Like, yes. planets melting and... Yeah. God, it's craziness. Um, also, it's been Paris Fashion Week. I don't know if you followed at all. Uh, I, I def- must admit. I mean, I don't really fuck with the with Fashion Week. Or I know too anything. little about it. Yeah, me neither. But then I'm also like, I I understand fashion is like a really amazing creative outlet, and it is very tied in with pop culture, and yeah. you know, it's very referential to what's going on and what we're looking to and what we're looking back to. Which is super interesting yeah, in general. It, it does have a great But I influence. do know one thing that went very Ooh. viral is that it was like John uh, Galliano uh, show and there was this German male model who I don't remember the name of, sorry, but I mean, people know his name now because there was a video of his walk at this show and it was just completely... Everybody was, was, was dying over it. It was... Uh, it was Everybody is calling him like their spirit animal, including Rihanna and Lisa Rinna from the Real Housewives of uh, Beverly Hills. It's um, it was a walk, so so I urge you to go and see it. Just uh, just type in Paris Fashion Week Walk 2019. Oh, is it Leon Dame Dane? Yeah, this is the guy, and it's uh, it's fierce anyway, and everybody's getting behind it, and it also. So who everyone likes to talk about during any fashion week is Anna Wintour. Yes, because I mean she's just a legend icon star, inspiration for Miranda Priestly, one of the yes. best characters in any film ever. Oh yeah. <laughs> so she did she's now running an online course um for like twenty nine yeah, yeah, like twenty nine ninety nine a month on how to be kind of decisive and a creative um kind of domain. And she shares her secrets and her tactics. Have you subscribed to Masterclass? I haven't because I feel like I am not that bitch. I could never be. Yeah. I could never be. She wakes up at like half past four in the morning. Jesus Christ. Right? That's when I go to bed. Right? <laughs> and spends like hours reading 
like newspapers and articles and all of this. I mean, so she says, but I don't know. She sounds diametrically opposed to everything I do. Completely. <laughs> and then I think it's like half past six or seven o'clock in the morning. She's out playing tennis. What? Right? And she's like, oh, always take a, like, uh, make a take it home bag. So all of the work that you have managed to do in the day, you pack it up and you spend like... Hours going through CVs and all of this shit. Honestly, sounds miserable. I'm not Poor paying twenty nine ninety nine a month to tell me how to be sad and depressed. It's a lot, <laughs> but she does it, and she's very successful. And if that's the price of success, good well, for her. Good for her. Good for her. I've been seeing a lot of ads for those masterclass ads because this is one about. Pretty much any topic. I know Martin Scorsese is teaching filmmaking. Margaret Atwood is is teaching writing. Oh, she is author of Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, well, um, she's got the new um, sequel, sequel out of Handmaid's Tale called The Testimonies, I believe. Yes. Um, and it's. Oh. I wonder if it's actually because they continued the show uh, further than the book r before the second book was released. Is it the same? I don't Content, know, yeah. but I know there was discussion over Margaret Atwood being a bit of a sellout and, and writing primarily so that there could be more like of the television show. Because the she J.K. Was Rowling syndrome, yeah. Right, yeah. But actually, I, just, yeah. I, I am really excited to read it. I'm a really big fan of Margaret Atwood's writing. I really like reading her. Her perspective yeah. is super interesting and she's a big talent. And, and for me, where I'm coming from on it is like, okay, if you want to make a bit more money, like... You, that's Does she have talent? That's your yeah. job. And like, I want to hear what you have to say. So I'm going to buy it. And she, well, the second book apparently focuses less on, on uh, Offred or June, yeah. which isn't her name in the book. I keep forgetting. That's her name in the show, right? June. Yeah. Is it also her, her name in the book? I can't mm, recall. I can't remember. It was. But it's more years focused ago. On, on Lydia and other characters. Yes. Who yes. I've always found one of the most interesting characters. Sure. I, Very I, compelling. Yes, exactly. And I, I think it's a case of there. there's more to be said. Yeah. You know, it's not like you're kind of flogging a dead horse and we were like, okay. Like you say, the J.K. Rowling thing, which is, yeah. you know. I mean, everybody loves more Harry Potter content is is great. However, like she's got into trouble so many times. It's, it's Star Wars and Harry Potter that are slowly deconstructing a much loved universe by yeah. just oversaturating it with, with content. Yeah. Like there's so many, like in one year having three new movies come out, like the, the whole Han Solo, Rogue One, yeah. new trilogy. And then now there's going to be another Star Wars trilogy unrelated to Skywalker's. Nobody's asking for it. No, and I think as well when something's very precious to fans, a fundamental aspect of it is your own creative interpretations of those worlds that you can yes. like put yourself into and watch. And when someone keeps manipulating that world, um, which ultimately is 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 the writer's creation in the first place, but it doesn't stop there. I think it it takes on a thing whether fans make it what it is, and it's yeah. sometimes important to just le like let that be. Yeah, it's yeah, especially with the cursed child. I remember, and yeah, then the second, um, the second Fantastic Beasts, where they obviously tried to do some fan service by putting a young Professor McGonagall into the movie by yeah. having someone call her name. But then fans actually figuring out, oh, but the time this movie is set in, she wouldn't have worked at Hogwarts yet because. Right. Like due to established frameworks of J.K. Rowling, she wasn't yet a teacher, so it's just like. Yeah. Trying yeah. to do too much and pander to fans, but then like mm, just not really 
paying close enough attention to yeah. the actual yeah. because they'll get you like these fans are obsessed they know everything yeah. they know more than the actual um well than the actual authors themselves sometimes yeah. yeah yeah and then obviously she's got into trouble for being very gratuitous for you know bending storylines to say like no i was woke all along and that it's famous Dumbledore's gay Dumbledore's had an intense gay. sexual relationship with Grindelwald <laughs> the sorting hat is gay everyone's <laughs> gay and everyone is now the potentially the black or Asian or uh, any person of color Neville's Patronus was the grinder logo <laughs> No, Dumbledore's Patronus, yeah. It just keeps getting better. And then... Um... That's a good one. Oh. oh, dear. Yeah, so sometimes I think, quit while you're ahead or just go down a completely different route. Write something else. My favorite thing was when one of the fans... This was before all of the really big things started, but messaged her being like, are there any Jewish students in Hogwarts? And she messaged back like, of course. It's like Nigel Applebaum, who was not who was once mentioned in book three. He was a Jewish Hufflepuff. <laughs> it's like, who's that going to help? Like, you're not going to put it in the books? Yeah, right. It, 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 like, people don't... Okay, like, you didn't think about representing every single person. Like, who does, really? But don't lie about it. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> she is wild. But this is why, like, her whole thing, she's just become a bit of a meme of herself. She has. I mean, bless her. She's a good author. She did all of this. Oh, like... my God. Yeah, for sure. Like, the Harry Potter books is so important to so many people our age. Yeah. Like, I love them. I grew up with them, as I did with the films, which I think, like, yeah. is a big link between them. And Have you read the ca- casual vacancy that she... no. No, I so actually that was, have. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. Okay, and what's what's the plot of that? Uh, so there's it's set in like a small town in England, and one of the city council members dies of a heart attack, like okay. just mid forties, and then like his seat needs to be filled. But there's all of those societal tensions because there's a refer- like a poll about to be held about what happens to like a social um like um this quarter where where the poor people live like a social okay what do you call it like social housing yeah yeah yeah. Housing. yeah so it's so it's like something with really like a lot of crime a lot sure. of yeah so um and then it's like about the people who live there and the kids that go to school together and just like um drug abuse and yeah interesting and then like all of those like small-minded small-town people and yeah yeah well, that's nice. Let's see. We want more of that. More variety, please. They made it into a limited series on BBC, too, with Michael Gambon playing, who played the later Dumbledore, oh. playing one of the, like, old townspeople. Yeah. Nice. Okay. And set in, like, contemporary times? Yeah, it's set in, like, 2010 or whenever it was yeah. published. Yeah. Nice. Well, I like it's, that. It's nice. And yeah. then she, like, did the whole thing where she published crime novels under a pen name Robert Galbraith. Oh, Okay, <laughs> I didn't know this. Well, good, good for her. Good for her. Good go, for her. Go, JK. Yeah, good, good writer. You can't take that away from her. Just maybe overzealous with being a, a tad. Uh, yeah. Yes, with accommodating everybody, even yeah. though she hasn't. <laughs> I mean, going from one cultural icon to the next. Um, let's talk about legal drama surrounding Beyonce and Blue Ivy Carter. Yeah, so Max just told me about this before the show, so I'm going to let him tell you because this is, to me, this is hilarious and, and yes. concerning. 
Yes, so um, we all know about Blue Ivy, Beyonce's daughter. I think we talked about her last week. Uh, yeah. About like celebrity children. Yes. And um, there's a trademark dispute <laughs> between the Carters and a small business owner called Wendy Morales, who's a wedding planner and who owns a business called Blue Ivy. And um, well, now Beyonce wants to trademark the name Blue Ivy because she considers her daughter a cultural icon. And um, my question is, who do you approach when you're having these thoughts? And who is that person that goes, yeah, go for it rather than calm uh, down, maybe. <laughs> but she's Beyonce, right? I guess that kind of influence. You can just. Yes. I mean, she appears to be winning. They like demolished the poor wedding planner because they were like, she has very small. She has very small online following. Even though she has like three stores, like one in California, one in Long Island, one in New York. But it's like, she's no one. She's nothing. Meanwhile. Um, Blue Ivy Carter has been setting standards in the fashion industry. Like she's seven. Like but she's right. She's seven. She doesn't give a fuck. Probably. And oh, she's she, very entitled. She well, is. <laughs> she's a bitch. You heard it first. <laughs> I mean, Blue she's Ivy a child. Street. I will get backlash for this, but yeah. <laughs> no, but I, but I think. Also, if that's your defense, like this person is nobody, blah, 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 then leave her alone. It's just off very mean spirited. The poor woman has like had her wedding planning business for years. And I don't see how it is like inflicting anything on Blue Ivy's name. Yeah, well, it's, it's not like it's not I, OK, like it's not like it's this like raunchy business or like, you know, <laughs> something risque. OK, then maybe you would want to be like, yeah, I do not want my daughter's name to be associated with this. It's a, a, somebody's wedding planning business. But actually it was Relax. like the other way around because Beyonce was trying to trademark the name, but then she couldn't because um, the wedding planner was like, well, if you're going to trademark uh-huh. it, I can't use it anymore, even though it's my store's name sure so she's like you shouldn't be able to trademark it because i've been using it for years which it's right yeah Yeah, and like you know building up a business is probably not easy i don't know (laughs) but i can expect that it's done it many times done it many (laughs) times i have multiple businesses yeah i own 51 percent of this company (laughs) (laughs) and i can tell you but like you know brand identity and stuff is super important you can't just change the name of something because beyonce's daughter has the same name like this is craziness absurd and like your child is your child not a business not a trademark like why are you putting like these economic definitions on your child that's kind of weird it seems very odd to me also yeah you're losing some perspective probably Another child who's probably twice Blue Ivy's age but doing significantly more hails from Sweden, Greta Thunberg. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So she's uh, spoken at the UN recently. And that, oh, my God, the photo of her. Throwing some major shade at Donald Trump. Honestly, if looks could kill, represent, she is like a fierce young woman. She's amazing. And... That yeah, the the photo I'm referencing is where she is like throwing daggers in the background of a photograph, which uh, Donald Trump's yeah. in the foreground of. God, she just literally looks like she is really. Did you get the Twitter bio thing where he because because she gave like this speech like how dare you put like you stole my future and like yeah. like let's everybody have it and then Donald Trump tweeted like oh um, she seems like a clever young girl with a bright and hopeful future. <laughs> <laughs> and then she made that her Twitter bio. 
Oh my god! <laughs> She's like a happy girl with a bride and looking into a bride and a hopeful future. Oh my god! What a queen! And she she can sass as well, which is obviously she is outspokenly so on the autism spectrum. Yes. And then Fox News called her mentally ill the other day. It's wild that that you like that you a that you would disagree with anything that she's saying. She's right because she's right. <laughs> And uh, but but also secondly, why are you attacking a child? A child, and then why are you attacking a child who is attacking her for her autism and then calling her mentally ill? Which obviously, if you're mentally ill, there's completely nothing wrong with that, and it's not some a way to slander somebody. But I I I don't see the relevance. Yeah, I think it's disgusting behavior. Absolutely, but the way she's reacted to it, I mean, she well, she's a boss. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So she her her scope and her kind of frame of mind is so much larger, more positive, more ambitious than any of these fucking babies of politicians and like scandalous and ridiculous news presenters that it's just there's so much hate towards her online though like exactly. people are just so threatened by her that they really lash out i mean but she even um she even what was it she w- traveled to america on a ship rather than a plane didn't she to save yes. fuels yeah my god but she's really like she's really doing it and she's really setting the example and not giving a fuck about what people are saying about her good for her yeah fully good for her well i think we've run our time this week already time flies when you're having fun i know god we said it was a dry week this week but apparently we have a lot to say yes there you go so well now it's time to say who we want to disinvite to this tea party and who we want to take the cake this week so max who do you want to disinvite well i'm gonna Uninvite. Um, you know, we haven't fully talked about this, but like going back to the Emmys, the masked singer. Oh, okay. There were just a lot of like people in masks. Yes. Taking a lot of screen time, unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather not see them again. No, me neither. It was like a, a just no. It did nothing. It did nothing for me. It was very cringeworthy. It makes me not want to watch the show. Right, and overall, we enjoyed the show. So yes, you know, next year your invitation to the Emmys will not be arriving. Okay, <laughs> it's going to be lost in the post. Oh, not again. <laughs> <laughs> um, and for me, I am uninviting. I'm sorry. I'm uninviting Beyonce. Calm down, Beyonce. Oof. I'm sorry, I know. I'm fighting words. This is controversial, but she, I think this behavior is kind of yeah. ridiculous. No, I agree. It I needs agree. to be, you know. And and also anybody insulting Greta Thunberg because screw you. She she's, takes the cake for me this week. Yeah, me too. Me too. She's going to take the cake for me. And I think she's going to carry on until, you know, until she really takes the cake and wins this. Hopefully, she's going to stick around. I've read a report that climate change protests are beginning to work. Like, uh, major companies are, like, switching towards more sustainable. So people are like, don't stop because it's working. And yeah. I was like, oh, finally some good news. Cool. Represent what we'll finish on that good news then. Okay, this has been Take the Cake with Jenna. And Max. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.